Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sheerlux's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sheerlux partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sheerluxvip.com. A quick announcement about the Brief podcast. If you're enjoying being kept in the know about the latest current affairs news, then you'll want to subscribe to the Brief podcast as well as the Sherlux podcast, as we'll be moving the Brief over to its own designated podcast channel in the next few weeks. Simply search the Brief podcast in your podcast app and hit subscribe to stay informed. Time poor? Never get around to watching or reading the news? Aware you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be? Well, the Brief Daily from Sheerlux.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So subscribe, keep listening and stay informed. Today is the 5th of July and the main stories in the brief this week are 12 boys and their football coach who went missing in caves in northern Thailand for nine days have been found by divers. The boys' miraculous survival was celebrated on Monday when they were discovered by two divers, but the process of extracting them has proved dangerous. Further rain forecast this weekend is threatening to fully flood the cave, making it impossible to send supplies or keep in touch with those trapped. Whilst it was initially thought rescuers, including expert British divers, the US Navy and Thai military forces, were racing to teach the boys to dive, news has emerged the efforts to drain the cave may mean the boys are able to walk the four kilometres to the cave entrance. A healthcare worker at a Cheshire hospital has been arrested on suspicion of murdering eight babies and attempting to kill a further six. The healthcare worker was named on Wednesday as 28-year-old Lucy Letby, a nursing graduate who has worked at the hospital's neonatal unit since 2011. Described by friends as kind-hearted and amazing, an NHS source has said Letby was moved from her nursing position into an administrative role in late 2016, shortly after the hospital commissioned an independent review of the neonatal unit's unexplained deaths. As police began a search of Letby's house on Tuesday, Paul Hughes, the detective inspector leading the investigation, stated that while the arrest was a significant step forward, the investigation is very much active and ongoing. If Letby is found to be guilty of the murders, the number of deaths could make it the largest neonatal scandal in NHS history. A major incident has been declared in Wiltshire after two people were hospitalised following exposure to the nerve agent Novichok. Dawn Sturgis and Charlie Rowley are currently in a critical condition in Salisbury District Hospital, the hospital where Sergei and Yulia Skripal were treated for exposure to the same Russian nerve agent four months ago, although the link between the two cases is currently unknown. Police investigating the incident have been joined by counter-terrorism officers in cordoning off a number of areas in Salisbury and Amesbury where the pair were discovered unconscious in their home. While the couple's illness was initially attributed to illegal drugs, further testing by scientists at Porton Down Laboratory has confirmed their exposure to Novichok. Public Health England has advised there is currently no health risk to the general public, but the situation is being closely monitored. In UK news, 
A major incident was declared in Lancashire when winds caused two moorland fires to merge near communication masts on Saturday. A 22-year-old man from Bolton was arrested on Friday on suspicion of arson with intent to endanger life. Lancashire Fire and Rescue Service have reported sightings of people starting new fires in the vicinity, as they were joined by firefighters from seven counties to tackle the blaze. Firefighter Tony Crook from Lancashire Fire and Rescue Service described the arson as absolutely heartbreaking and unbelievable giving a further message to arsonists. You will get caught and you will get dealt with. David Duckenfield, the South Yorkshire police chief at the time of the Hillsborough disaster, is to be prosecuted after Judge Sir Peter Openshaw lifted the legal bar on his case. The Crown Prosecution Service had applied for a stay or a lifting of the legal bar on prosecuting Duckenfield last June and the request was granted by Openshaw, leaving the former chief superintendent facing 95 counts of manslaughter at trial. Duckenfield was the police chief in command when the disaster occurred, leaving 96 people dead. There is only one death for which he is not facing the charge of manslaughter, that of Tony Bland, who died four years after the event itself from critical brain injuries sustained during the stadium crush. A 1989 law dictates a manslaughter charge cannot be applied to a death that occurs more than a year and a day after the alleged crime has been committed. A three-year-old girl has died after apparently being thrown from a bouncy castle on Galston Beach in Norfolk. Members of the public and the Royal National Lifeboat Institution rushed to help the girl named as Ava May Littleboy, who suffered serious injuries and was in cardiac arrest, according to East of England Ambulance Service. She was taken to the nearby James Paget Hospital but died from her injuries. Police said next of kin are being supported by specialist officers. They have launched a joint investigation with the Health and Safety Executive and local authority to establish the circumstances of the incident. The British government has been separating children from their parents in UK immigration detention centres, a policy President Trump was recently forced to reverse after it provoked global condemnation. The charity Bail for Immigration Detainees said it has already represented 155 parents who have been separated from their children in UK immigration centres this year. While in most cases the children are able to stay in the care of their second parent, there have been cases of children being placed in local authority care when second parents are unable to provide care or when single parents are detained pending deportation. George Ormond, the former boys football coach and Newcastle United coaching assistant, has been found guilty of sexual abuse against 18 victims. The jury at Newcastle Crown Court found Ormond guilty of 36 counts of sexual abuse against victims between 1973 and 1997, taking only two days to deliver their verdict. Ormond worked as a coach at Newcastle Boys Club from 1973 and was described as a predatory paedophile by Northumbria investigators who said the coach preyed upon his victims' aspirations and dreams of footballing success. Ormond is expected to be sentenced later this week. Labour MP Jared O'Mara is to be reinstated after the party's ruling body decided not to refer him for expulsion. O'Mara has been suspended since 2017 when he was found to have made abusive comments on social media using misogynistic and homophobic language. Party officials examining the case against O'Mara, who became MP for Sheffield in June last year, have decided to issue him with a formal warning rather than expulsion. A Labour spokesperson confirmed the MP would be readmitted to the party, stating the panel had ruled on the balance of the evidence that a formal warning should be issued and a mandatory requirement to attend training. Britain's most wanted fraudster, Mark Ackham, has been arrested in Switzerland after two years on the run. In a dramatic chase, the fugitive was arrested as he attempted to flee police by jumping from the balcony of his luxury home in Zurich. Atkam is wanted in the UK for conning a British woman out of her life savings by posing as a Swiss banker and an MI6 agent. 
Acklam, who promised to marry Carolyn Woods, vanished with £850,000 of her savings in late 2012. He remains in Swiss police custody, awaiting extradition. The government is to ban gay conversion therapies in an effort to improve the lives of those in the UK's LGBT community. The ban comes, among other measures, such as introducing a national LGBT health advisor and improving diversity in education aimed at reducing discrimination and health inequality. The decision follows the publication of the world's largest LGBT survey carried out last year in order to understand people's life experiences in Britain. Results suggested 5% of those surveyed had been offered conversion therapy, which has been described by Prime Minister Theresa May as abhorrent. In health news, according to a survey, deprived areas such as Blackpool and parts of Manchester and Liverpool have five times more fast food outlets than affluent areas. The data from Public Health England found half of the fast food outlets recorded, including takeaway chip shops, burger bars and pizza places, were in the most deprived areas of England with affluent locations housing only 3% of the restaurants. In efforts to combat childhood obesity linked to fast food consumption, some local authorities are using healthier zones to limit fast food outlets around school playgrounds and community centres. It's a move supported by Public Health England, who have suggested healthier environments could help counteract obesity inequalities. As Britain celebrates the 70th anniversary of the National Health Service, a Sky data poll of Britain's has found the majority of people believe the NHS won't survive for a further 70 years. While the poll showed most people were positive about the service, with 79% agreeing it provided value for money, and 60% believing it provided better or the same level of care as European countries, most were pessimistic about its future. Just 17% of those surveyed believe the NHS in its current form would survive another 70 years. The poll comes as the head of Whitehall Spending Watchdog has spoken out on NHS funding, warning the service will need far greater financial support if it is to meet the demands of a changing population. The NHS is to introduce routine DNA tests in a move towards precision medicine tailored to individual patients. From October, England will become the first National Health Service in the world to provide genomic medicine to its patients, with specialist centres to interpret DNA and identify the most effective treatments for individuals. While the NHS does currently provide some genetic testing, Mark Caulfield, the chief scientist at Genomic England, has described the development as a big step for genomic medicine and a total transformation for health services. In Brexit news this week, Simon Stevens, chief executive of NHS England, has spoken out on the extensive planning currently underway to prepare the health service in the case of a no-deal Brexit, saying immediate planning is taking place around the supply of medicines and equipment, much of which currently comes from the European Union. While the UK is due to leave the EU in March 2019, negotiations are taking place about what their future relationship will look like. In the last few days, there have been several warnings the UK government is running out of time to confirm its position before the autumn so that a deal can be ratified by politicians. Jacob Rees-Mogg warned the Prime Minister she may split her party in a Telegraph article that has been described as hectoring nonsense and blackmail by MP Simon Hoare. The article has caused a public row among government ministers in the run-up to Friday's crunch meeting at Theresa May's Chequers residence. The Prime Minister faced threats from backbench Brexiteer Rhys Mogg, who suggested May would face a rebellion among her MPs if she pursued a soft Brexit. The bickering comes ahead of Friday's meeting, where senior ministers will discuss plans for Britain's future relationship with the EU. It is thought the meeting will also discuss a third possible model for the UK's post-Brexit customs arrangements. 
The government has announced that European students who apply to English universities in 2019, after Britain's planned departure from the EU, will be eligible for the same student loans and tuition fees as domestic students. Damien Hines, the Education Secretary, said the extension of the fee arrangement for another year provided clarity and certainty for European students. There is yet to be a decision on the long-term status of EU students in Britain, who amount to approximately 80,000 of the UK's undergraduates every year. The Electoral Commission has found the official campaign for Brexit vote leave breached electoral rules during the referendum. Whistleblowers who worked on the Brexit campaign have alleged vote leave used a youth campaign in order to manipulate limits on its spending. The former chief executive of Vote Leave has accused the whistleblower who gave evidence to the Commission of completely lying, suggested they did so in pursuit of a second referendum. While the final report from the Electoral Commission is yet to be published, Vote Leave may face a penalty if it's found guilty of campaign overspending. In business news... Rail operator Govia Thameslink could be stripped of its rail franchises and forced to give hundreds of thousands of commuters free travel for a month if services do not improve within a fortnight. Transport Secretary Chris Grayling is drawing up plans to remove the Thameslink and Great Northern routes from parent company Govia Thameslink if there is no improvement to services by the 15th of July when a new interim timetable will be introduced. A report by accountancy firm Moore Stevens has found around 20% of estate agents are struggling to stay in business as the UK sees a long-term decline in property sales. The study showed that from 2014 to 2017, estate agents saw their transactions drop by a fifth in London, with an average fall of 1% across the UK. The number of estate agencies in difficulty is in part caused by the increase in online competition, with online agents such as Purple Bricks and Hatched growing in popularity and undermining commission rates. French supermarket giant Carrefour is to join forces with Britain's Tesco in a planned three-year strategic alliance aimed at boosting purchasing power. The alliance is said to provide both lower prices and greater choice for customers of Tesco and Carrefour, as the two retailers buying own brand products together will reduce costs and combine their buying power to more than £80 billion a year. While this may come as good news for consumers, analysts have warned of an increasingly difficult environment for suppliers as supermarkets push for cost reductions using their increased buying power. Adam Crozier has been appointed the new chairman of online fashion giant ASOS as it seeks to reassure investors of its planned infrastructure investments. Crozier, the former chief executive of ITV, is already chair of London-listed retail group Whitbread and the cinema chain View International. The move comes after ASOS saw its shares drop in April as operational expenses rose and the company increased its investment in capacity growth, including the addition of a new US depot. Digital bank Monzo has seen its losses more than quadruple as it struggles to win the primary accounts of its customers. Monzo became a fully licensed bank in 2017 and despite expecting to reach 1 million current accounts by later this year, the vast majority of customers use Monzo as a secondary account depositing their salaries elsewhere. The last 12 months show losses increased from £7.9 million to £33 million, although the majority of costs were attributed to the now discontinued Monzo prepaid card and investment in becoming a fully licensed bank. In sports news, two-time Wimbledon champion Andy Murray has withdrawn from the tournament with a heavy heart. The 31-year-old Briton said it was too soon to play five set matches after his comeback from hip surgery in January. The championships began at the All England Club on Monday. Cycling's world governing body, the UCI, has dropped its anti-doping case against four-time Tour de France winner Chris Froome. 
Froome was under investigation after testing in 2017 found more than the permitted level of legal asthma drug salbutamol in his urine. The principal of Froome's team, Sir Dave Brailsford, stood by the cyclist arguing the level of salbutamol in a single urine sample alone is not a reliable indicator of the amount inhaled. The news has come just days before Froome is expected to line up at the start of the Tour de France, which begins on Saturday. Froome said he was grateful and relieved that the case had been dropped, describing the investigation as an emotional nine months. England have reached the quarterfinals of the World Cup for the first time since 2006 after a nail-biting win over Colombia on Tuesday. Gav Southgate's squad, who won 4-3 after a penalty shootout, will play Sweden on Saturday for a place in the semi-finals. In showbiz news, singers Cheryl and Liam Payne have confirmed they are splitting up after more than two years together. The former Girls Aloud star and One Direction member announced the news in posts on social media on Sunday night. The pair said they were sad to break the news and it had been a tough decision to make, adding, we still have so much love for each other as a family. The couple have a son, Bear, who was born in March last year. Actor Kevin Spacey is facing further sexual assault allegations in the UK as three more men come forward with claims against him. Spacey, the star of Netflix political drama House of Cards, is facing claims he assaulted three men between 2008 and 2013 in London and Gloucester. Scotland Yard is now investigating a total of six cases against Spacey, with London's Old Vic Theatre, where he previously worked as artistic director, announcing they had received 20 allegations of inappropriate behaviour against the actor since establishing a helpline to aid the investigation. Olympic cyclist Victoria Pendleton has announced she is separating from Scott Gardner after a five-year marriage. The gold medalist first met Gardner, a performance scientist, when he was working as a cycling coach for Team GB. Pendleton said in a statement on Twitter, After 10 years together, I am very sad to say that Scott and I have grown apart, explaining that despite the couple's best efforts to make the marriage work, they had decided to go their separate ways. Elsewhere in the world, disgraced Hollywood film producer Harvey Weinstein is facing further sexual assault charges. They involve a third woman in a case dating back to 2006. Weinstein, aged 66, faces life in prison over the charges, one count being a criminal sexual act and two of predatory sexual assault. Mr Weinstein had already been charged with rape and other sexual crimes in May against two women. He pleaded not guilty to those charges. The new charges are punishable by a minimum sentence of 10 years and a maximum of life imprisonment. Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance said this indictment is the result of the extraordinary courage exhibited by the survivors who have come forward. The notorious French criminal Redouin Fade has escaped a prison near Paris in a helicopter. In what has been described as a spectacular escape by France's justice minister, a helicopter landed in the prison courtyard carrying armed men who broke the gangster out of the visitor's room where he was meeting his brother. Fade was serving a 25-year sentence after a policewoman was killed in a botched robbery he carried out in 2010. It is not the first time the French gangster has escaped. In 2013, Fade used explosives to escape his prison in northern France, taking guards hostage and using them as human shields. The French authorities have described Fade as extremely dangerous and have deployed nearly 3,000 police officers in the ongoing search to recapture him. In India, state authorities are struggling to combat a series of murders connected to the popular messaging platform WhatsApp. In the past year, at least 30 people have been killed as a result of rumours about child kidnappers which circulated on the app with eight deaths reported in the last week. 
WhatsApp has over 200 million users in India and is said to be fueling the killings as communities use the platform to share rumours of child kidnappings as well as video allegedly showing a boy being snatched. Indian police are struggling to tackle the violence as messages go viral. One of the victims of last week's killings had been hired by the state to dispel the rumours in a tour of local villages. Our facts of the week are... Nearly 22,000 jobs have been hit on the UK's struggling high streets so far in 2018. BBC Five Live have been tracking shop closures, showing more than 7,000 retail workers have lost their jobs this year so far, with further plan closures and high street chain Poundworld's administration expected to push the figure to 22,000 jobs. A British Council report has found students at GCSE and A-level are abandoning the traditional language qualifications of French and German in favour of Spanish and Chinese. The report found that Spanish is well on the way to becoming British students' most popular language as French A-level entries approximately halved between 2001 and 2016. Roger Federer has signed a record-breaking sponsorship deal with Japanese brand Uniqlo worth £213 million. The deal is expected to boost Federer's lifetime earnings to over £500 million, dwarfing his previous contract with Nike. And finally, the Instagram-inspired craze for giant unicorn inflatables is causing havoc on Britain's beaches. As the Coast Guard Agency reported having to rescue 15 people on pool inflatables just this week. Their popularity is said to have been boosted by ITV's Love Island, where they can be seen floating around the villa's pool. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.